Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of The Gripe. Ooh. This is Kai. This is Allison. And we are here to gripe with you, baby. Bring you the hard-hitting news. Hard-hitting. Of gripes. There's so much to talk about today. Okay. Do you know that? Let's get into it. Do you agree or disagree? Um, always agree. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can't say I always agree. So guys, the um, sun has come out for many days in a row here in Seattle. How do you feel about that? I feel like you don't like the sun like a vampire. You know, the thing is, I don't dislike the sun. I just forget about it. So when it's dark and cold, I'm cool. It's fine. But then it comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's the sun again. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I, I like it. And then I forget that, oh, yeah, like I have my little blanket in the back of my trunk that I can go out and lay on, you know, in, in the grass and get me some vitamin D. I was thinking about you today because I passed that park in Queen Anne or like that waterfront yeah. area that you used to hang out. That's my, that's my place. I was thinking about your it's little blanket. It's my secret place. Yes. And that selfie that you took that uh-huh. I think is your profile pic. Probably. On Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 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 why were you there? I was going, I was coming from downtown up to Fremont and I just On the bike path? <laughs> no, boo. On Western. Oh, so you you don't normally go that area. That, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, like the Inner Bay area? Yes. Yeah, people, you know, they love to be outside when the sun's out. It, it actually, like, does transform my mood. Like, I don't feel like I have that seasonal affective disorder. Uh-huh, the sads. No, I don't have that, because I'm fine. But I am happier when uh-huh. the sun is out. Even doing mundane things, like folding laundry or all that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, hey, I'm folding this laundry, and it's sunny outside. <laughs> Did you know, it? like, it's, lo- it's already sunnier and lighter out in the wee hours of the night already. Like eight o'clock, it's still bright outside. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock, it's bright outside. That happened really fast. I'm into that. Don't you think? It's hard for us to convince Charlotte to go to bed there. That's the only mm-hmm. when it's light outside. Uh-huh. So we need to like trick her. I don't know how. Get those dark shades. <laughs> we have room. them in her room, but oh, like you do? the rest of the house. Yeah. yeah. She's not going in there though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were in Leavenworth this weekend. Yeah, we're celebrating our girl's birthday. Yeah. You know, so this was like a special birthday for her. Mm-hmm. She turned 40. Yes. When I first met her, I thought she was younger than me. She looks young. She looks good. Yeah, she looks good. <laughs> Our girl, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never been there before. It is the weirdest place, I think. <laughs> Leavenworth is like this Bavarian town, yeah. right? Where everything looks old and timey. Like, even the Starbucks is like in weird letters and... It's so, old and timey looking. Did you hear kind of the story behind Leavenworth? Yeah. That it was like a UW project? Someone just told me, told me, told me that. Yeah, I, probably Allison. I think she tells that story. Definitely. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The University of Washington had this like project on how to revitalize, I guess, maybe that area. Yeah, and, it was it was like just like a podunk little town that was not doing well. And they said, make it a Bavarian village. And lo and behold, it, it worked. It worked. Yeah. It's weird. It's different. It's, I wouldn't say weird. I, would I think say it's, it's weird. cute. Um, I just like I get going there like during Christmasy time. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Snow on the ground, Santa Claus. But there were so many people in town, just to, to go there. Well, there's things you can do. Like there's hiking. You can. A lot of people raft. Do you think that's, it's a pit stop? Like that town is like a pit stop for folks to like go hiking, and then go skiing. Yeah. Okay, I see. You can, like, tube the river in the summertime. It just felt like people went there just to be in that little town. But I could be wrong about that. I think some people might. Mm-hmm. They have all those wineries and breweries. There's a lot to drink there, y'all. I mean, don't you ever wonder, like, is that all people like to do? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a lot. Um, so that happened. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed being there. Like... Aaron and I always go, we're in this like tradition now of going the weekend after Thanksgiving because it's like Christmassy. Mm-hmm. It gets us in the spirit yeah. and Charlotte's all into you it. You tell people your secrets. Yeah, well, <laughs> all those stands out there, all those gripe stands, <laughs> you know where I'll be on Black Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys go there every year. Mm-hmm. You have been, right? Yeah. So we enjoy it. As one should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have um, so many gripes today. You do? Yeah. About the about things in general or about our topic? 
about things in general. Okay, let's go. What's your next thing? <laughs> so you know how we have two parking spaces that we pay for uh-huh. here in Fremont. Yeah. The other last week, I left to go buy Sarah a birthday present actually, mm-hmm. and then I came back. You know, forty five minutes later, and somebody was in my spot. Okay. So I left a dirty note like this: "I pay for this spot. If you park here again, I'll have you towed." You and should just have cards written out, like right. printed out. I've only had know. to do this twice. Uh-huh. But then it briefly crossed my mind, like, I should block them in uh-huh. and, like, say, when you need to get out, text me. Uh-huh. And so then we could have, you know, people in, people in Seattle, like, confrontation. hate to have a confrontation, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't do that. I was like, I'll tell your ass if you do this again. And I went and parked in the PCC lot. Guess who got a ticket? No. I got a $43 ticket for parking in the PCC. I should have... Done that. I should have done what I thought would be a good idea. And then I decided to be a nice person. And I mean, granted, I was not following the PCC rules. Like, you're not supposed to park there. But... Well, you have 90 minutes. I was there for like three hours. Yeah, that'll do it. However, if you total up all the money I spend at PCC, uh-huh. it would be unlimited parking for <laughs> years and years and years. That stinks. So I was super mad about that. But aren't you nervous to have someone know your info, your home f- phone number? No. Like you had like a conversation with them and like now they're like texting you. Maybe I'll set up a new email address. Right. This is my spot. Dot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gmail.com. Gmail. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just give them the great podcast. This was last week. This was last week, uh, last Friday. Mommage. Yeah, so I got to pay that ticket. You should have them pay for it. I don't know, Dan. That's true. I should have taken a picture of their drive, their license plate. So mm-hmm. that was annoying, and I'm still mad about it. Um. So I can't not talk about... Bill Cosby? No, that's coming up later. The Golden State Killer was captured. Yeah, this year, boo. This is important for us murderino people, people that are true crime fanatics. Um, so yesterday I get a text from Sarah, who we were just talking about, and she she and I are reading um, Michelle McNamara's book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is all about the Golden State Killer. We're reading it together. Um, and she told me that they caught him. And then so she linked a news article to it. And so I opened it up, and I'm reading it, and it's fascinating. And then I realize that this news source is People Fucking Magazine. Yes, it is, honey. <laughs> yes, it is. People.com oh, giving you the my news. God, it was so funny. It's like, I'm thinking it's going to be New York Times or no The bitch. Post. So People. People <laughs> Magazine. People.com. Um, but this is a big deal. Like... This maniac, this crazy guy. Terrorized people. He did. I was reading about it on the New York Times. I mean, all of, you know, I mean, a good chunk of California. Um, He terrorized them for years and then disappeared. And no one knew what happened. And um, then there was that press conference that came out. Did you watch any of that? Mm -mm. It was so awful. Like, it's all these, like, agencies just patting themselves on the back, saying that they work so hard, da-da-da-da. And that's not really what happened. This is, like, a press conference, like, yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, Like, it's one of those things where they stumbled upon this thing, and then they're taking credit for his capture. Mm Mm-hmm. This is like such a male, a white male thing. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, the heroes of this are the criminologists and the forensic experts. It's it's the science part of it. That's what caught him. It wasn't your police work. The, <laughs> the, the, this thing is, this guy left evidence like decades old. You know, like he would do, he would like rape someone and then steal like trinkets and then leave at, at his next crime scene. So they had all a, t- a ton of evidence. Um, they just needed the DNA, the, the science to catch up. And then it kind of finally did. Mm-hmm. So that's how they solved this case. It wasn't from your diligent police work, people. Yeah. It was so, it's just so weird to like listen to these people. And like Michelle McNamara, she's the one that kept the interest in this case going for such a long time. She's the one that, 
that coined the name the Golden State Killer. He was known as the East Area Rapist for a long time because that was happening in, you know, that area. And then there was another set of, uh, of peeping incidences and rapes and murders. Um, and they called him the original Night Stalker in another area. But then there was a correlation. Like they found that person's DNA matched all these crimes. And so she's the one that sort of unearthed all that. And um, they gave her zero credit, but for the fact that they called him... The Golden State Killer? The Golden State Killer, yeah. Well, she passed away, you know, two or three years ago before her book was published, but her ex-late husband, that's not her widow... Her widow or... Yeah. He, you know, saw the project to to the finish. And uh, I don't know. It's it's bittersweet that she didn't... Right. She wasn't able to kind of see it. But I think most people who are following this and who are, like, interested in true crime, they credit her. Like, she's so, so pivotal in this investigation that I don't think that um, anyone was fooled by that stupid press conference yesterday. Yeah. You know? So, anyways, it's good for um, the victims and the families of the victims that uh, yeah, this guy's behind bars and he can no longer terrorize their communities. You and Sarah and Nora are just like true <laughs> crime experts. I mean, I grew up like in the Midwest and my whole thing was like Dateline NBC. You love that. 48 hours. I did. I devoured it, you know? And so I just feel like this is like part of that. So. Meanwhile, guys, I'm still watching Friends. I'm, on, <laughs> I'm almost done with season five. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, when did you restart? Uh, it's been a minute. Oh, it has. Okay. Like I... Didn't watch any Friends while I was on my vacay. Got it. Yeah. I'm on season two. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, you guys, you know how I'm like a really, really good online shopper? So, you're like skilled. I, you're an ex. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my tips and tricks. <laughs> and then I'm going to go into like a relevant news story. So, there'll be something I want, right? There'll be like... Something I see on the Instagram or, uh-huh. you know, just out in life. And then I'll fixate over it. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, I have to have this. So I'll look on the internet. Um, and then I'll find, you know, maybe a boutique in Minnesota mm-hmm. that sells it. And usually when you, like, go to that boutique's website, they'll be like, sign up for our mailing list. And you get, like, 10% off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I'm able to, like, find Capitalize. what I want with a 10% discount. <laughs> and here's the thing. When a boutique doesn't have a physical presence in your state, mm-hmm. they don't charge sales tax. Oh. Yeah. So I'll be able to get like 10% off. And if I follow them on Instagram or whatever, I can be, you know, apprised of like when all their sales are happening, whatever, whatever. And when they ship it to me, they don't charge sales tax. Now, sales tax in Washington is 10%. Mm-hmm. So think about that. If you're buying something that's $100, you know, that's $10, mm-hmm. right? So I've already like saved myself 10% and usually I can find better deals, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is a case going before the Supreme Court. Oh dear. Talking about this where brick and mortar retailers are saying that's not fair. Like online, if you're selling something online, you need to charge tax because of people like me. I'm mm-hmm. like gaming the system. I could buy whatever I want here in Seattle, mm-hmm. but I'm going to see where I can find the best deal. Sure. So this is going before the Supreme Court. But who's mad though? Like, like a retailer that has a physical presence? Yeah. In the state because they want your $10. Yeah, they want my... Well, they want my business. Right. They're not getting my business because I'm buying it from Minnesota and having it shipped to me. Because I don't but have to pay sales tax. Isn't that, you know, how we work? Yeah. Trying to get the best deal? Yeah. So they need to be more creative. Anyway, yeah. so Supreme <laughs> Court. I know you guys have a lot of other things going on. <laughs> but, like, I really need five of y'all to judge with me on this one. Because <laughs> you know what else is going about? I was just listening to something today. Oh, the, uh, the Muslim ban. The uh-huh. travel ban. Right. They're, that's in front of the Supreme Court right now. So uh-huh. I'm sure online sales tax is not <laughs> top of mind for them right now. I think it might be, it might be neck and neck. Um, but I need them to side with me. Interesting. So guys. I know, but like, I just feel like whatever retailer is 
brought the, did they bring the, this lawsuit forward? Mm-hmm. That's not good business, I don't think. You know? I don't know, but... Is, like, are you, would you be compelled to shop there if, you know, your online thing goes away? No. I'd be, I'd, exactly. I'd be so mad, like, I'm not going to give you my business. I'm still trying to find their be- the best deals. Right. I'll find another way. Go to way. Portland. I'll find another way. Yes, you will. Um, 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 okay, so Bill Cosby. Three counts. Guilty. Yep. As charged. So each one is 10 years, but they can all be served at the same time I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think he's going to go to prison? He's being held on a million dollar bail. You know, he has a million dollars, so right. he's not going to. He's going to go to prison, right? At least a little bit. I mean... He's 80. It's hard to say. Don't you think? And his legacy is totally trashed. It's totally trashed. I don't want him to do anything bad to himself before then. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I'll go there right away. You know? Um, Yeah. But, like, I think it's justified, this whole... His verdicts. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I don't want him to do bad things himself. I don't think he will. But, but I mean, his, that's, that's really the easy way out, as they say. I just think about his old-ass wife. I know. Do you think she knew anything? Kind of. Yeah. A little bit. A little um, bit. Well, justice was served yeah. in, that, in that case. And then, do y'all know about my prediction that I think Howard Schultz is going to run for president in 2020? Well, do you still think so? Yeah. I know you know about this, but I'm just putting this out there for the world on the great. Mm-hmm. Because I saw him on CBS. Is that with Gail King? Yes. Yeah. Good old Gail. She was interviewing him about the incident that happened in Philly two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say Philly? Do people say Philly? I think so. Philly. I mean, it's an audience of one, so I accept it. So now he's not, he's just on the board, right? Right. But he was the one that was doing the interview, which I found interesting. Right. I mean, let's face it, he's the face of Starbucks still. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. But he was sounding very presidential. Oh, really? I think he's going to run. Uh-huh. I totes think he's going to run. He was just saying the right things? Well, you know, like, he was being honest, like, mm. very honest. He was like, there's no way that the cops would have been called on these men if they had not been black. Right. He was like, that's the only reason why mm-hmm. the cops were called. I'm ashamed that this happened in my store. Yeah. This is not our what we want our brand to be. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, listen, guys, this is a terrible incident, yeah. right? But at least somebody's, like, coming up and he's not whitewashing it. He's mm-hmm. not sugarcoating it. Right. He did say, however, that the store manager um, wanted to meet with the two guys. And I'm For like, what? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. Like, if I were those two guys, I'd be like, hell no. I don't want to, like, talk to her because, you know, she's just going to apologize and be like, I'm so sorry. And then... What are you going to say? Like, I'm not going to forgive you for being racist. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do this so you can feel better. About yourself, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm not part of your healing process. Screw that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, did you see or hear about Karen Turner? Mm-mm. <clears throat> so, there's footage that was released. It's dashboard cam of uh, this incident that happened. Two police officers. Oh, God, I forget where it's at. Um, it's on the East Coast. Um, they pulled over a vehicle that had expired tabs. And so Karen Turner, she is in the political world somehow. <clears throat> and her daughter was sitting in the back seat. The daughter texts her, says, oh, we've been pulled over. Karen Turner makes a beeline to this car and begins to berate these officers um she god what does she do something about anyways she is she was appointed by chris christie um and you should i mean her mouth is just terrible she's like i'm ashamed of you guys you need to give me more information and she's demanding that they let go and it's it's just really messed up and what's funny is that Democrats are saying she's Republican, and Republicans are saying she's Democrat. Democrat, and, it, and I'm like, it's all fucking crazy. <laughs> if anything, it just shows 
the socioeconomic riff. You know, like, if you have money, and if you're white, you can get away with anything. If mm-hmm. there was, these were two black guys, two black women, they might be shot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's just a huge display of, um, of privilege. And it's really sad. You should watch it. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, I am. Well, I don't see these things on my Facebook anymore. <laughs> well, that's not true. I check in every once and again. And I saw that really cute video of the attendant guy at the basketball game uh-huh. doing his little dance. I like Oh, that guy. I like the that plant. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Was, that was good. Um, so anyways, she stepped down from her position because of ethics violations. Ooh, and drama. I guess she's saying that she didn't violate anything. But Karen Turner? Yeah. yeah I haven't heard of this bee. Karen turned her. Turned? <laughs> no, she got turned. Turnt? <laughs> um, but yeah, it makes me sick to watch that video. Guys, anything else, boo-boo? Uh, well, the last thing's Trump. Did you hear about all his thing? I'm not sure if this is true, but he um, admitted to the stormy payoff. But he says he doesn't. He didn't know, like it happened. He's like the the payoff happened, but he was not a part of the reason why it happened. Wait, is this like recent? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. is in the past twenty four hours? Yes. I could be wrong, but someone told me that. <laughs> we we'll have to <laughs> look it, into yeah, this. Yeah, we'll leave that right there. <laughs> we'll have to look into this. Because um, I heard him tell some reporters that he was like, that he did confirm like on Air Force One, but this was like a couple weeks ago. Right, that was not it. Yeah. Okay. Different in- incident. I do know that Cohen is like pleading the fifth on this. Did you say that? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's due to go in front of uh, some folks, and uh-huh. he's not going to say a word. He's pleading the fifth. Mm, his best. So move, fucking perhaps. shady, man. It's all shady. It's all shisty. Everything. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, so, you know, we mentioned before that the sun is shining. Mm-hmm. Birds are lovely. chirping. Flowers are blooming. People are in love. People are sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to wedding season. That's our season. topic for today. Wedding season. So much, so many good things and so many gripe-worthy things yes. when it comes to a wedding. Oh, most definitely. Um, I, I love a good wedding. I love a wedding. I can't not cry. Every single time when the bride's walking down the aisle, <laughs> that's when I always cry. And I don't ever think I'm going to. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But it always happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm disappointed if I don't cry. <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys, you just ruined that one. No. <laughs> you were not sentimental enough. You and your daddy or it's whomever. Like, this isn't going to work out, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, it's, you're, you're like their groundhog. <laughs> it's like testing the waters for the future. That's like, that's the first thing I wrote down. I love a wedding. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do think that like, if you think about it, it's weird. Like the actual institution of marriage is weird. Uh-huh. Like you get the government involved. <laughs> like I'm going to have the government involved in my love story. Well, and you like decorate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like we have a written contract that we can't go anywhere. Right. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> and I'm a happily married woman. Mm-hmm. But like, if you really start to think about it. This is a legal... This is a legal contract. contract. Yeah. That we just decorate with flowers, with lace, Mm -hmm. with all the good stuff. Flying rice. Don't you think it's weird that, like, people congratulate others on, like, being engaged? Like, congratulations. And you're like, well, like, I didn't do anything. Uh Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I just... I just fell in love. Yeah, I didn't do anything worth Well, I guess you don't, and you don't need to need to be in love to get married. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just... So yeah, let's, let's just say it is a totally weird institution. Yeah. That we all co-sign. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and I feel like I, every five or so years, I'll see these reports of like, uh, you know, maybe the institution, young people aren't getting married anymore, but... Mm-hmm. I think that they still do because yeah. I still see those engagement photos popping up all the time. What's peculiar to me is that um, there's one in particular that brings this to my mind. Um, so I knew her when she was married, right? And she was like, great. She was in love and they were good. And then they got a divorce, okay? And then the thing she posts about her life now is like, she met someone new. 
She's like, I have never been in love like this, you guys. Ew. I've never been in love like this. This is just different. And I'm like, was it? Is it really different? Like when you were married before, it wasn't good. You know what I mean, like it was that level of love. That's hard for me to believe. Yeah. I mean, is she trying to convince herself that or us? I think it's herself. Definitely herself. It's just odd to me, you know. It's different now, but how? I just think that like these massive proclamations of love, like it usually seems like it's masking something. Yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I think, I think most people agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your first wedding? My first gripe? wedding gripe is plus ones. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been to weddings where certain people could bring a plus one mm-hmm. and certain people could not. That's weird. Am I right? Well, if it should be like blanket. Exactly. Yeah. It should be exceptions for certain people. Mm-hmm. That would create conflict, I think. So one happenstance or instance was I was actually allowed to bring a plus one because I was in a serious relationship. This mm-hmm. is with Aaron. I brought him. But a couple of my other girlfriends who had like just started dating somebody, <gasps> um, they weren't allowed to bring a plus one. So who was it the bride or groom that you knew? The bride. So she was sort of the she was gatekeeper of if, is your, if your relationship is worthy enough for a plus one. Yeah. So in, That's my, hot. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, if you can't, like if you're that sh- you know, short on the guest list, mm-hmm. like nobody should be allowed yeah. to bring a plus one. Because Aaron and I weren't engaged yet. Like uh-huh. we were just dating. Right. But somehow he passed the test. Yeah, that makes a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could hurt some feelings too. Did your friends talk about it with you? Uh-uh. Uh. No. Um, Thank goodness. So, and then among like some of my gay friends, mm-hmm. we were having this conversation um, where they have never been invited to bring a plus one. Uh-huh. It's like their, their partners don't mm-hmm. matter. Right. Have you ever witnessed that? Personally, I, that's what happened to me. But I do have a good friend who has been with his now husband for a long ass time. And they were invited to a mutual friend. Like, they were f- both friends with this one person. And um, the invite said the husband's name and guest. Yeah. It didn't say his name, which is odd. That is odd. Yeah. So And offensive to my friend. Yeah. So I think the plus <clears throat> one thing... There's room for improvement there. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's definitely room for improvement. I also know people who do not honor the plus one um, request. Like if it says it's only you, then they'll bring a plus one. That's happened. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's breaking the rules. It is. And it causes a little bit of, you know, chit chat behind the scenes. Yeah. You know. As it should. Yeah. That is a little rude. Right. You know, there's lots of etiquette for a wedding. <laughs> there's books on wedding etiquette. Yeah. So, wedicate. <laughs> um, how about yours? It's expensive. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about, I mean, obviously it's expensive for the bride and groom. But, like, for me too. The guest, yeah. you know. Um, and I love weddings. But I don't want to be invited to a wedding just to be invited to it. Like, I want you to, like, want me to be there. You know what I mean? And I want us to know each other well, like, be really close friends. But Because I've been invited to weddings where I kind of know them, but not really. So it doesn't feel like I'm invested Mm -hmm. in some way. That sounds really shitty, but that's my fucking truth. (laughs) You know? Um, And it gets expensive, Right, in terms of, I don't know, I feel like I have to buy something new to wear, and then I have to buy a gift, and then the registry stuff is like, can be outlandish, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just gets real expensive. Um, I was reading an article recently, just yesterday actually, about a woman in England gave up her flat 
that she bought so that she could attend more weddings. Yeah, because it was getting that expensive. She was like, I have to decide between whether I want to live in a home no. or move into my parents' house so I can attend the weddings that I've been invited okay, to this year. that's her fault. Is that crazy or is that freaking crazy? That's crazy. And she also has poor judgment. Right? Like, just say no. As a bride, do you think that you can go overboard? I mean, what is that line? What is like, okay, this is nuts. Let's just downscale this this is too expensive you know yeah I mean do you think that that should be taken into consideration or is it well it's my day and it's my event so I'm just gonna go all out and people can just deal with it um I think that it can always be taken into consideration but is it no yeah I have that written down, like the idea of a bridezilla. Uh-huh. Like I've never known anybody that was a bridezilla. I don't think I'd be friends with somebody that was that right. over the top and mm-hmm. obsessive about like one day mm-hmm. and having everything being be perfect. Yeah. Um, but if there was, if I had a friend of mine, well, a I think that anybody that was like close friends with me would would come, right? Mm-hmm. But if I had somebody that was like, I can't afford it. It's too expensive. I'd be like. Word. No. I think no. I'd be totally fine with it. Yeah. Now, if it was like Spurgeon or like, you know, Ferris, like some of my friends that I've been friends with for 20 years, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, your ass needs to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. I think it's weird that I wasn't at your wedding because I didn't know you then. I know. But it's not weird to think about <laughs> because we're so tight that I'm like, I wonder what that wedding was like. I think of that, that with a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, like, gosh, I wonder what the wedding was like. I think it was fun. <laughs> of course, there's like things that I would definitely choose to have done differently. Oh, yeah. Like after the wedding, we took a lot of pictures, probably like an hour's worth of pictures, uh-huh. and that delayed getting us to our reception. Mm. So we were only at our reception for like an hour and a half. Oh, and then you shut, had to well, shut Well, it was at a, it ended at a certain time. Oh. We evening? took way, yeah. Evening wedding? Mm-hmm. So what would you do, do differently then? I wouldn't take as many pictures. I don't even know where a disc of photos are. Oh. Because <laughs> I... Our photographers were like, let's take some pictures. The light is so great. And then it was oh, like, I pictures. I mean, blah, 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 blah. I would do that like on a separate day. Well, you're already in your guard. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I we didn't take do. pictures beforehand because we were like super... Like, Aaron didn't see me beforehand. Right. And then we had this terrible DJ. He was, like... Because I wanted a DJ and yeah. not a band because I, like, wanted to dance. And That's that. one of my things is bad wedding music. It was... The wedding music was fine, but he was really annoying. And he brought, like, props. Oh, the DJ himself. Hey! Yeah. Like, okay, with his... And he brought props. What, for what? Like, he brought a, a blow-up air guitar and he, like, tossed it out into the crowd. And it's I was like... It's not about you, sir. It was... Sit down. Have several seats. It was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. So I would change those two things. <laughs> next time you'll vet him. Next time. Next, next time. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next? All right. So we talked. We chatted a little bit about a bridezilla. Um. So a lot of people have complaints about a wedding being done on a holiday weekend. Mm. Because they say it's more expensive to travel on that weekend. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. And that ruins their weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might not complain about this one. <laughs> yeah. You agree? A little bit. Yeah. I got married on Memorial Day weekend. Uh-huh. But nobody was flying to our wedding. Got it. Everybody. And the reason we did that is because we got married in North Carolina and Aaron's family was from Ohio. So, like, everybody could drive from Ohio. It's, like, mm-hmm. eight hours or so. Well, and then, but, so did... Did your wedding, so when, what day of the week was your wedding? A Saturday. Did you have things Sunday and Monday? Mm-mm. Okay. Aaron and I left on Sunday. But see, that's, that's not ruining the weekend then. It's just a day, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like on holiday weekends, I think people will take advantage and be like, well, we're going to have like our whatever tomorrow on Sunday. So there's an event then, you know, and it just draws, it's just drawn out. Yeah. And that would bother me. A little bit. However, I will say now, looking back on it, when our anniversary is always Memorial Day weekend and we can't do anything. Um, We can't find a babysitter. Everybody's got plans. 
We can't go anywhere because everything's so expensive. Oh, so we're you used- painted yourself into a corner. We painted ourselves. So take that into consideration, folks. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a good insight. Last year, I even asked my friends if they would come over and babysit, and everybody had plans. I think I even asked your ass. You didn't ask me. Nice try, though. I think I did. You sure did. I want receipts. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you feel about the sameness of weddings? What do you mean? Like, yeah, it's a different dress. It's a different venue. But it's essentially all the same. It's the same thing. There's going to be a chicken dance. There's going to be cutting of the cake. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it, there just seems to be um, something unoriginal about weddings. Is it harsh? That doesn't bother me. Uh-huh. I like a good ceremony. Uh-huh. Like, that's what I always appreciate about church, even now. Like, you go there, and it's just like, I like the sameness of, you do. yeah, of like that formality of it. Uh-huh. I mean, you obviously, like, you can spice it up uh-huh. by spicing it up, adding songs, right. adding a little string quartet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I guess that's what I'm I'm kind of befuddled by, the sameness. And maybe that's just a traditional thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. people are are into this tradition. But I don't know, like do something else, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'd love to see a black wedding, you know. Like but, all black. Yeah. Black roses. Black there, outfits. I was not invited to this wedding. However, I know this person that got married in Seattle and she asked they got married on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And she asked all of the attendees to mm-hmm. wear black. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hot to yeah. me. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Very sleek. Yeah. But I mean, how else would you change stuff up? You know? Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I've been to a, a few weddings that put their own little spin on it, which I appreciate. You know, like a really small ceremony or like the venue is like wildly different, um, like on the, the cliffs of... Uh, San Diego, looking into the ocean. Like, that was really cool. January? Um, um, January and my friends, Beth and Amy. Okay. Yeah. They were both phenomenal weddings. Yeah. So, it's a, that's a mini gripe. <laughs> <laughs> um, wedding food. Okay. Can we just say no to prime rib and those waxy green beans? Like, <laughs> forever and ever and ever? Because, you know, I'm not like a big beef eater. So, like, the prime rib thing. I don't understand yeah, prime yeah. rib. What is it? I guess it's just a fine choice of meat. Is it? But I know it's hella expensive. Oh, okay. And it, apparently it's really hard to cook. But it's always like at every single wedding. And to me it's... But is it... So is is it a good cut? I suppose. But you're not into it, apparently. Well, it's just like... It's boring at it's a wedding. Boring. Oh, I see. You could put it on a roll with some horseradish. Like... So how do you dress up wedding food? You know, some of the weddings that I've enjoyed that I've been to lately have had, like, food trucks. Oh, yeah. That I think is fun. Yeah. And you know that their food is good. Uh-huh. Or, like, the last wedding I went to was this past October, and they had, like, barbecue. Like, a bar- like a catering company that was barbecue and macaroni and cheese. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, food that was good. Mm-hmm. And not, like, hotel banquet food. <laughs> right. Now, I can... You know how when you're at a hotel banquet and they give you the rolls... With like the little circles of butter, I can go down <laughs> on those all day. Yeah. Bread and butter is like, that's the shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but those waxy green beans and like cook overcooked salmon and chicken and prime rib, dead to me. So, speaking of hotel banquets and hotel banquet food, I did go to one. It was probably the fanciest wedding I've ever been to. Um. I mean, there were like eight courses of food that came out. Dang. It was wild and expensive. And the ballroom was actually really lovely. Um, here's the thing. It's always a thing. So I brought my friend Marlena, and we were sitting at this table. We didn't know anyone. I think there was like another couple that I knew from, from the dance. This is when I was in college, and these were like, it was another dance friend that I saw that was at the table. And at one point, like, we were getting along, every single person. And then someone said, you guys are really cool, um, so I, have to, I just have to say this, that I don't really, because we were all invited by the bride. And they said, 
I don't really know the bride that well. And I was like, me either. And none of us really knew the bride. So why were you invited? Because she didn't have any friends. And we realized that every single other one of the tables was on the groom's side. And it was just this weird Twilight Zone kind of situation. Like, it was a super rich wedding, but she just said she had no friends. Except <laughs> That's for, embarrassing. It was weird, you know, to realize that, like, man, you know, I felt for her mm-hmm. that she didn't have, like, a close connection. She didn't have a squad. She didn't, yeah. And even the, the maid of honor was, like, our friend that was like, I'm not sure why I'm here, but I'm doing this thing for her. <laughs> the maid know? of honor? Yeah, yeah. It was Damn. a little awkward. But I did meet someone at the table that I dated for a little while. So oh, hey. Yeah, hey. There you go. <laughs> um, this is probably, like, I'm going to save my biggest gripe for last. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm not going to do that one. Here's one. Wait, let me go. Let me, let me, let me okay. jump in real fast. Because you said something about the ceremonies, right? Mm-hmm. Did you have a Catholic wedding? Mm-mm. Those are hella long, right? Yeah, those are like an hour because you do a mass. Is that too much? That doesn't I mean, bother you? It doesn't bother me because I feel like if you are actually having a wedding ceremony, mm-hmm. then I want there to be like a ceremony. Like, mm. yeah. No. No. This Mm-mm. is, we're definitely going to have to disagree on this one because I made mine at least 30 minutes. I was like, I bought this dress. Uh-huh. I'm in this church. Y'all going to look at me. 30 minutes. That's not too bad. Yeah, I didn't think... I'm a good 15 I didn't ceremony. think 30 minutes was, was bad. Uh-huh. I've been at a wedding that was like five minutes, and I was like, well, this was just a fucking waste of time. <laughs> just go to the courtyard. Just courthouse. Next time. So I've been to some Vietnamese weddings, and those last for fucking ever. It's a long-ass time. It's a long time, and I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there for a long time, not understanding a single word. Crying. <laughs> not crying. <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever cried at a Vietnamese wedding. <laughs> How do you know Vietnamese people? Because I'm Vietnamese. Oh, yeah, I thought you and were Thai. Thai. I'm both. Oh, okay. My dad's Vietnamese, my, and my mom is Thai. And so people on my dad's side would get married, and I'd be like, I have no idea what's, what's happening. <laughs> It's just really loud, and I have no idea what's going on. Gotcha. And my legs hurt. <laughs> well, you have to stand? Well, no, you're sitting on the floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so. I just learned something about you. Hey. I thought you were 100% Thai. No. Not at all. I'm half, I'm a mixie, as my aunt's like to tell me. I mixed. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm not into long ceremonies. I think... 30 minutes is I think probably my threshold. That's it's good. Yeah, then you would have enjoyed that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. An hour, it felt fine for the Catholic weddings that I've been to. But I think anything over than that, like, I think Indian weddings are like De- days. Yeah, 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 totally. And that's crazy. Yeah. But those they are like seem really events. fun. That's what I mean. Like, that seems like <laughs> they're events that you go to. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, that was my little diatribe. Um, toasts that go on too long and are not funny. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> my threshold for a toast is like five to ten minutes. That's too much. Five minutes goes by fast. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. And I think you need to like test out your toast on people to make sure that it's funny. Or relevant. You know what I mean? I do. Like, I've been at toasts that were, like, 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. and it was, like, somebody's... Are you saying anything? It was, like, somebody's, like, stand-up comedy performance. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, like... Poor uh, stand-up comedy performance. Yeah. Remember your audience. It didn't land. <laughs> and, Nothing landed. And remember that, like, people just want to eat, and you're, like, preventing the bride and groom from, like, eating yeah. because you're standing up there talking. Yeah. So, do you think it has to be funny? I think it has to be something that inspires a chuckle, but it doesn't have to be stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah, it just has to be heartfelt. I think that's, more than anything. Right, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, it doesn't have to be funny to me. It just has to be like authentic. Ten minutes might be too long. Now, too, but that's I think, too long. I think five minute max. Yeah, because think about when you're talking. It actually takes a lot of words to fill out five minutes. And I'm thinking too. <laughs> a two minute toast is perfect. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll see. Just thinking about season one of Friends 
where Barry, when he Barry gets married again. Uh huh. You remember that? To Rachel's friend. Yeah, Mindy. Mindy, yes, Mindy. <laughs> that might be season two. I don't remember. I don't either. But his his best man gives like a terrible toast. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, my next gripe is okay. So people get dressed up, mm-hmm. right? They're wearing jackets, dresses. And then they're expected to dance. <laughs> no, I'm hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sweat through my jacket. Take your jacket off. I'm that is like your personal sweat problem. Sweat through my shirt. That's your personal It really problem. is. And I hate it. Because I always like, it's always in the back of my head. Like, I'm going to sweat through all my clothes. You're a sweater. I'm a total sweater. Um, and, then, and then at some point, you're like, all right, this is not working. Let me just dance my ass off. Yeah, that's what we did at Allie's wedding. <laughs> we have fun dancing. That was a good band. Yeah, that was fun. I'm usually on team DJ over team band because it's hard to dance to like Carolina girls, like shag music. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> their band was good. I yeah. enjoyed it. We had fun dancing. Um, it was hot though. That was like a super hot really day. Hot. Yeah. And most places in Seattle don't have that AC. Yeah, we had AC, I think. But it didn't help. I yeah, think. it was warm. Yeah. Um, is that is that your is that, that you're done it. with that? Yeah. Okay. It was a very personal look into my my neuroses, you guys. <laughs> so this is my biggest gripe. People that opt against having a wedding cake. Oh dear God. Rude. Stop. Coming. That is so rude. Now this is your own personal. <laughs> thing. Oh my God. I live for a wedding cake. Like an like an almond pancake is freaking delicious. I live for that shit. You're not into like the array of desserts. No. Like the little bites of cheesecake or like Barf. donuts. Hotel or... banquet desserts. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. The wedding cake is for your guest. It's not for you. Most of the time a wedding is really for your guest anyway. Right. People, no, it's not. It's like for the bride. To, people like to give their opinions like it's for the guests, <laughs> like me. You have to get the wedding cake. I'm only going if I really love you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know that beforehand? <laughs> it's like, no wedding cake. And like, that's your, that makes your decision. Yes, like, I'm coming. I'm I look coming. forward to a wedding, a piece of wedding cake. What? I love that icing. Oh it's I di- love cake. So it's different than like any other frosting? Most of the time it's pound cake, which I love pound cake. <laughs> Most of the time, it is almond pound cake. That is like a wedding cake. You know the standard flavor. Sarah Lee is in the freezer section. Bitch. Help yourself to pound cake anytime you want. No. It. Um, <laughs> I got an almond pound cake for my mom's birthday with caramel icing. Mm. Man, that shit was so good. If I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, I'd be getting that cake <laughs> all the time. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, I was at a wedding. Again, this is that October wedding that had the barbecue. They had donuts. Mm-hmm. I got. I could get into that because I like a donut. <laughs> but it was not uh, optimal. Man, I love wedding cake. <laughs> you don't feel me on that? Not at all. Oh, you're not a dessert person. You know that. Yeah. You know. If you're like a wedding French fry station, I'd be more into that. <laughs> you could like dress up your fries. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd be into yeah, that too. A little ranch or a little ketchup, a little honey mustard. <laughs> a fry sauce. <laughs> Um, my very last one is the interaction with the bride and groom is so minimal because they're so busy doing everything, everything else, and being busy that it's hard to. to I can tell them. you something about this. Oh. oh, is that that was your gripe? That was my. Gripe. I, thought, I thought you were going to lead into a story. Oh no no, there's no story. It's just like it's such an important day that I wish I could talk to them more and be like, "This is so awesome," but that never happens, you know. Um, okay, so I was 26 when I got married, which I feel like is pretty young. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I, I think it is. Um, and I didn't know, like, all of the etiquette, all of the rules. Mm-hmm. And at our reception, now, I already mentioned that we were, like, late to our reception because we took so many pictures. Mm-hmm. But so I wanted to, like, enjoy my reception. I wanted to eat. I wanted to, like, dance with my friends, have fun. So I did not go around and talk to everybody. Oh, I see. And one of Aaron's aunts, <sighs> who is actually no longer alive, so I can tell this story. She passed away. <laughs> oh, geez, she passed away. 
rest in peace. She never spoke to me again. She was so she was offended, by mad that. that I did not go up to her and like thank her for coming and all this stuff. That's extreme, man. Yeah, she never talked to me again. Wow. She had a thing against me. She took it to the grave. Yeah. Damn. And I'm just like, yo, I didn't know. I'm uh-huh. in my mid-20s. I just got married. I just want to have fun. I just took hella pictures. Uh-huh. I want to eat my cake, almond pound cake. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. intense, man. I didn't know that, that. I thought if people wanted to talk to me, it was their job to come talk to me. I'm the bride. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. She was real mad about that. She was. And I was just like, well, Sorry. I'm going to write him a thank you note. Right. (laughs) I wrote her a thank you note for my gift. Wow. She could not get past it. Oh, well. (laughs) Moving on. Anyway. Yeah. I feel that. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think it's anyone's fault. You know, it's just the circumstances of the day. Bride and groom are hella busy. Yeah. You know? Even that, like, when they come in and say, thank you, like, that's not enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that, like, I want more. I'm just saying, oh, I wish I could have more. That's mm-hmm. all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, what are your wedding gripes? Um, there's... That you're not married? <laughs> like me? Is that a gripe of yours? No, not really. I'd love to see, like, what your vision of a wedding is. Oh, dear God. A French fryization. Oh, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Remember to hit us up, thegripepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on off platforms, Stitcher, iTunes, all the good stuff. Rate, review. Yep. Find us on iTunes and leave us a review. We're holding steady at 14. Hey. I know we have more than 14 <laughs> listeners. So, all right, guys. Until next time. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye.